Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to Rich Herring's Less Square Theatre Podcast with me, Rich Herring. Vic Reeves is on this week. That should be amazing. Uh, I haven't done it yet. This is I'm saying this before it's recorded. So if it isn't amazing, sorry. That was me doing an impression of Miranda Hart from when she was in not going out. I know you recognised it. We didn't need to say. If you like these podcasts and want to help us make some more, go to gofasterstripe.com slash badges. Either buy a badge. Uh, you can get a one-off or a monthly badge. Or you can just buy a DVD or something or a book, preferably of mine. Don't buy the Stuart Lee ones. That is all I ask you, please. Please, someone think of the children. Anyway, let's sit back and listen to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who, even though it happened months ago, is still really upset about the whole Euro (laughs) referendum thing. It's Richard Herring! (laughs) Thank you very much. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Welcome. So Richard Herring's Left to Square Theatre podcast. Um, I was down at the, um, uh, the, the <laughs> I was down at the old surfing beach uh, where they go surf. Some of the cool kids go surfing there in the 
And they were calling it, it's in Cornwall, they called it Rahelastapura. So I don't know if that's, don't know if that's catching on. So yeah, it's, uh, it's been uh, quite a week here in uh, the past uh, for you people in the future. God knows what's happened uh, in, the, in between here and now. I'm just terrified. I mean, you're going to look back and go, why are they talking about that? Don't they know about the nuclear war that wiped out? <laughs> wiped out Wales. If only that had happened before the vote. So uh, it's... Uh... <laughs> Uh, well, I'm quite upset about uh, what's happened uh, and I'm scared. Uh, uh, last, last week's audience, uh, you'll remember we did film them all, so they are all dead now. They've all been killed. <laughs> Nigel Farage has killed, had them killed already. It's a terrible thing. Uh, the worst thing um, about uh, the Brexit happening is, because uh, it's Wimbledon this week as well, I've realised that there's been unexpected consequences, hasn't it? It means that now no one can do that Andy Murray joke when he gets knocked out of a tournament says he's Scottish now. That won't work anymore, will it? So that is, there's been some, been some terrible consequences. Um, uh, Ian Duncan Smith said uh, our promises were just a series of possibilities. That is, uh, that's because that's, that's, that's very much how I viewed my marriage vows as well. So that is my wife. Which is why it is all right to have sex with robots. That is one of the reasons. And um, uh, I've, I've got a young daughter, as some of you may know, and uh, she really poked me in the eye this morning, like really badly. That is, it's the worst thing about becoming a father. It's the unexpected consequence of becoming a father is that kids have really sharp nails. I went to kiss my daughter, and she went like, which has happened to be a lot with women, but it's, it's disappointing. It's when it's my own daughter just and poked me right in the eye, and my eye is in a lot of pain. Do not have... Ch- wear a condom, sir. That is the answer to that. So that, that's an awful thing about children. Uh, but anyway, look, we're going to crack straight on because hopefully we've got a fantastic... Hopefully he's there. I mean, we, he is a fantastic guest. I'm hoping he's ready. Uh, he is probably best known. You'll have seen him, I think, uh, on the Virgin Atlantic Airlines onboard safety video. That is, that's, probably, that's why... Who was Danny Bear, wasn't it, David? That's Danny's, him and Danny Bear. That's what, he's, that's what he's mostly known from. Will you please welcome Vic Reeves, ladies and gentlemen. He's not here. He's not ready. It's Vic Reeves. He wasn't ready. There he is. Keep him waiting. Come in, sit down. Grab a microphone. Be on the loo. There he is. No, I wasn't on the loo. I was, no. I was just sitting there with my hands when I heard... Right, when you heard the introduction. Yeah. I thought, you know, it was a bit quicker than I said I'd be. Yeah. But when you arrived, I was doing a poo, wasn't you? So that's, that's payback. Yeah, we were. In this, we all do it. We do, Once we in do. our lives, we all do it. <laughs> it was my turn. Uh, so, do you remember much about the Virgin Atlantic Airlines onboard safety video with Danny Bear? That is the, do you remember that, any funny stories from the, that, the, <laughs> from the filming that, of that? Well, I did do that. I yeah. did... That um, virgin monologue, yeah. telling you to um, put on, take off your high-heeled shoes. That was the only thing I remember. About okay. And then uh, my friend Morgana Robinson said, "I've just got the gig doing the." Um, <laughs> this isn't rehearsed, by the way, is it? We don't. I didn't know you were going to ask me this. Um, she said, "I'm doing the um, the voiceover," and that was the first I'd heard about it. Right. I said, they're not using me anymore then. Oh. It was quite lucrative, I might have. <laughs> Do you get paid for every single time? I they... got free flights. Did no, you? Well, actually, the, the, um, they paid me, and then for years... I didn't know they were using me for years 
later right. and I said, how about some free floats? And I got them. Wow. Which was great. <laughs> but I was, then as soon as I got that, of course they got rid of me and yeah. got more garnering. So they did, you know, I said, do you get the free flight? Anyway, I said to her, she sent me a text saying, I've, I'm doing it now. And I said, yeah. well, good for you. Bad luck for me. And Maybe she'll take she you She took it the wrong way, sending texts saying, good for you, bad for me. Yeah. She took it the wrong way and it sort of kind of sounded a bit rude. Right. And it's soured your relationship and now and we've you'll never work since. No. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, that was a nice little touch that when you can get a bit of bartering yeah. going on, you do a voiceover and you get free flights. Yeah. Well, that that's is pretty... nice, isn't it? It is. Well, I'd like to do something with the Carrot Foundation. <laughs> Well, look, there's a lot to talk to you about. Vic Reeves, if that is your real name, uh, is... Yeah. That's what I was christened. Is it? Yeah, well. Uh, <laughs> so, um, we had Bob on, and so I went... I, the other, it was, feels like it was the other week, but it was about two years ago, uh, before yeah. he had, fell ill, and was... Yeah. And is he, is he all better now? It's good. We were on this very stage doing some rehearsals for our tour, and about a week later, he went to the hospital and said, I'm not feeling that good. I think he just said he was out of breath. And then he said, get into the hospital tomorrow. And he went and had a triple bypass. Like that. It is funny, isn't it? <laughs> it's funny because... He's going, yeah, they're up to me. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. It's all right. It is funny because he's all right. He's, he's, he's better. Good. He's good. He's absolutely fit as a fiddle. Good. And they said, do some, um, do some exercise. Yeah. So we went on tour. <laughs> I mean, it's very stressful going on tour. That was I was when I heard the news, I thought, "Oh my god!" You know, yeah. not, they must well, it's cancel. Stressful for some people, but not yeah. for us. No, <laughs> it's a lot of travelling. But even if you're being driven around, it's still annoying. And then you it's walk, good running. fun. Being, I like. But, yeah. Well, you get do get you can get driven around in a big bus, which is what we did when we first started doing it. Yeah. And then you realise you get you're paying for the bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I said, look, an Austin A40 <laughs> and with, a, with a, a mattress in the back. <laughs> and that'll do is... And what I say is we got... So we're at somewhere like Sheffield and I look on the map and see where's interesting around Sheffield. What interesting <laughs> places are there we, we can go and visit? And Bob, at breakfast, has this miserable look on his face. <laughs> like, oh, he's going to... Fucking drag me around with some one of these, <laughs> <laughs> and I do. Yeah, <laughs> there's a nice RSPB raid place around here. Should we go and have a look at that? There's a nice museum. <laughs> that's, well, that Stuart used to be like. Stuart used to go. We'd be on tour, and Stuart wanted to go and walk up mountains and stuff. Yeah, like that. I'm with him. Oh, and you didn't? No, I just want to lie in the hotel room watching telly all afternoon. Yeah. Well, you know, sleep. No, you can't do that. Oh. I'm up at like seven o'clock in the morning, yeah. walking boots on, <laughs> checking out the new museums. Which is, which is and your. There I, are some good ones. I'm, I'm quite obsessed with especially UK based museums and tourist attractions. So, what is your favourite museum? There's a very good one. I don't know if it's still there now, but uh, in Cornwall, it's filled with them. The Witchcraft Museum. Have you, has anyone been to the Witchcraft Museum? It's amazing, isn't it? It's incredible. It's yeah. obviously run by a pervert. 
you go in and it says, it says, a sexy pair of stockings that we used in a, in a ceremony. A sexy stiletto. Was, and then there's photographs of the, the proprietor yeah. with his witches, naked, dancing around a fire. Good to be have a museum of what you love, isn't it? That's nice. That's nice that you get. Cornwall used to be a part of the United Kingdom for people listening. <laughs> Anyone's listening? Curno. That's, that's the place that thought we'll vote out of Europe. Oh, what? We don't get the money from Europe if we're not in Europe anymore. How, what, how are we going to have our sexy museums? <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay. No one pays to go into that. Today. I went to the. What does it say on your T-shirt? I'm the god of tits and wine. No. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought that was me. That was, uh, is that some merchandise from the Witchcraft Museum in Cornwall? It is quite near to that, actually, yeah. yeah. You've been there, haven't you? <laughs> there's, um, there's uh, um, hang on, somewhere near Manchester there's a hat museum. Yeah. Stockport, is it? I don't know, I haven't been to the hat museum, I've been to the pencil museum in... Uh... I've got my picture, a big picture of me, in the pencil museum <laughs> yeah. in Keswick, Yes. <laughs> Penriff. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah. What did you do to get in there? Just did turned you... up. <laughs> and looked enthusiastic about 4HB. I've, <laughs> I've been there twice. They've never asked to have my photo. So they will do. <laughs> there's a, they, they, when one, they know you. I like it when... Uh, I like it when there's a, the shipwreck museum in Cornwall. I've been to recently, which I mentioned, but it's like oh, in Hastings. It's, it's no, it's in uh, it's in Charleston in, in Cornwall as well. Uh, the shipwreck museum, and but there it's very old. I like it when the, and, the, and the pencil museum has the same thing. It has like yeah. a very old thing of a miner going in to get lead for a pencil, whatever they get for the pencils. But it's basically been stepped on at some point, and so it's kind of it's got a crushed. It's got a crushed face. But have you ever been to the rope to museum? The rope museum. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that. One. It's fantastic. Yeah. You can explore the history of hemp and twine. Have you been to Barometer World? No, where is it? That's, it's in the southwest somewhere. Yeah, they're all, a lot of them are in <laughs> southwest <laughs> and Yorkshire, you get a lot of them. Barometer World, I'm pretty sure the leaflet for Barometer World, which is all I've seen, says parking for up to two cars. <laughs> It might be so great. in barometer world, is it just barometers, or is this this is the barometer that struck this man and killed him? Uh, I think it's just not fancy barometers, there's, but there's the, a lawn gnome no. museum, isn't there? In um, yes, that's up in, in West Southport. That's right. Thank you. Uh, Southwold. Southport. It has like Brian May's uh, lawnmower and things like that. It's genuine. That's you would love it. It's like yeah. I think it's got. Anyway, what, when we're on tour, yeah. I, I say. I want to come on tour with you. It's and I said that we were, coming, we were leaving Ipswich on our last portion of our tour, and I, <laughs> I said, can we go? I've heard that Blackwater is very attractive. Right. In Essex. Yeah. And uh, we went there, it was the dreariest place. <laughs> I've ever, and I, me and the tour manager went for a walk. I made him walk quite a w- long way. Bob stayed in in the in the van <laughs> and looked at his phone, which he does all day long. But um, <laughs> so I went on this long walk. It was, and I, you know, when you take someone on a long walk and it is really miserable and not worth doing. Yeah. And you think, how can I make this better? I'm not going to be able to, am I? 
Should I just back out? I said, I said I'm really sorry, we should turn back now. Because <laughs> it was awful. And I'd love to know some... Re- I'm sure there are some really good parts of Essex, aren't there? Yeah. Where? <laughs> there she was. <laughs> <there. laughs> she realised... Like many people in Essex, they just say... They give an answer without really thinking what, it, what the consequences will be. I really want there to be good parts of Essex. Brentwood's nice. Where? Brentwood. Brentwood? Where? Finchingfield. Finchingfield? That's in Hobbitland, isn't it? Look, they're all coming out now, aren't they? All coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. People are barking out answers. Barking out answers. Oh, good. Well, when Bob was here, he talked about... Oh, there's a, I would like to hear this story from your point of view, but I think it was when you were filming Catterick, I think, if I believe, that unbeknown... Without saying anything, you came out as your character dressed as, really, the Yorkshire Ripper. Was that, was it, was there, was that the... That you just... That was the costume choice you made for the it series? Was, yeah, it was. Why, what? What, <laughs> what, what led you to thinking your character should look like the Yorkshire Ripper? Well, it's, when you get in, I think the way to find a character is you put you you're, you get in the wig box. Yeah. So I got in the wig box and I got this nice big round sort of afro, yeah. which was a start. And I thought, no, I I look like Quincy Jones, and that's not right. Yeah. I didn't look like Quincy Jones, but I had that kind of vibe, you know, yeah. so I thought, I'll put a beard on, and I thought, whoa, it's Peter Sutcliffe. <laughs> and uh, I thought, that's a good enough look for me. It's... But do you know what? I actually served Peter Sutcliffe a cup of tea yeah, once. Yeah, I've heard this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, when I left school, I went to work in a factory, and I, my job was to serve tea to the... the um, the lorry drivers, and yeah. apparently Peter Sutcliffe came in and I gave him a cup of tea. The right tutor of the bank. I didn't recognise him because was, <laughs> it was pre him being yeah. convicted or, you know, in the papers, so I didn't yeah. know. It was just a lorry driver. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so when I did... So in Chris, a way, you could be blamed for... You sustained him <laughs> with that tea. It was... So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> when, I, when I came up with the, with the character Chris Palmer... Yeah whose brother was Carl Palmer, who used to be in ELP. And we all, if you look through our history, a lot of our <laughs> the names of the people are kind of a, not, well, semi-obscure rock stars. Right. <laughs> anyway, so, so Carl Palmer came. came first, and I was Chris Palmer, and I ended up looking like <laughs> Peter Sutcliffe. Yeah. Who you'd serve tea to. Yeah. <laughs> in that, but then, this was that you. I'd heard this story when you were doing um, the. It was it's a show a bit like this. It's that um, Alan Davis show where he gets comedians on and, and they do funny stories. Uh, I don't, don't know where they got the idea from, but uh, it's. Uh, but you also claimed you'd uh, you'd been eyed up by uh, Dennis Nielsen. Were you? Were you... Yes, and very near here yeah. on Old Compton Street, me and my mate Jack were in the boozer. In Old Compton Street, mm. about 300 yards from here. And he said, have you noticed anything about this place? And I said, it's a gay bar. And he went, yeah, but look at that bloke over there. And he was giving us a right old proper eye, like staring his eyeball 
style. Yeah. And then, I don't know, a couple of months later, there he was in the front of the paper. And we also got picked up by Fred and Rosemary West. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not kidding, we did. We were coming back from Glastonbury Festival, the first Glastonbury Festival. Yeah. And we got, we were hitchhiking and we, and... My mate Jack said, he says, not only that, do you remember that weird couple of pictures up in their mini van? Yeah. And, do you think there's something about you that turns these people to, they meet you, they're going to kill several people? When I was a youth, I was gorgeous. <laughs> and, I, and I was always getting chatted yeah. up by men. Right. When I was young. Not so gorgeous. Fred and Rose threw you back, didn't they? So that's... <laughs> I, was, I was discharged. Yeah. I, once, I, was, I, I was once picked... Because it's weird when you, you... People used to hitchhike all the time, right? When you, when yeah, you were I, yeah, I used, yeah. I wouldn't... No one would do that. No, teenagers wouldn't do that now. But I once got a lift from, like, Bristol to Reading with a couple where the bloke was sitting in the front seat and the woman was sitting in the back seat. That was Fred and Rose. If it could be. They didn't say a single word to each other. The, that, you know, that two-hour drive. I sat in the front with the guy and they'd pick me up and say thanks and then well, we used to n- didn't say a word to me. It was all terrifying. day long, it would be hitchhiking everywhere you went. Yeah. I went hitchhiking. For, we, we were in the pub on a Friday night and I said, let's see if we can get around, uh, get around the country. You go to London, Bristol... And then back, yeah. And then get back here by Sunday night, and you have to, in those days, send a postcard, but just to prove that you were there. Yeah, yeah. And we did it. I mean, you think about it, if you hitch like for a while, statistically, you're likely to meet quite a few serial killers, and they're mainly lorry yeah. drivers. And... There was a lot more around. There were. <laughs> I, and also another hitchhiking trip I did was over to the Lake District from Darlington over to the Lake District. And I got stopped, and I'd hair it was down to here. It was very. This was in the uh, mid to late seventies. Yeah. I had long, very long hair. Yeah, your head hair was this. And uh, my yeah. head hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What other? What, what would you think I was nipple, talking about? Your nipple hair could have come down to there. Yeah, my nipple hair. hair came down to there. <laughs> now I had long hair. Yeah. And I got stopped by the coppers. Yeah. And you know, like. NWA. Have you seen Straight Out of Compton? It was like that. <laughs> Motherfucker! I was like that. I said, <laughs> so I was but I got pulled up. I was only getting pulled up by the coppers because I had long hair. Yeah. And um, and he says, he says you've. Uh, he says I've, I've got you on on record. He says you you were in the army, and you uh, you've done a runner from the army. Right. I went. <laughs> and he kept me there took me into the cop shop and wow. interviewed me and all that and you know yeah so I can I can really I can feel what they're talking about in, in Straight Outta Compton <laughs> <laughs> good um, so uh, you uh, you uh, you went. Would you do your uh, apprenticeship at Newton Eyecliff? Is that where you? Is that where you? Newton Eyecliff. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever go to the stock car racing at the Eyecliff Stadium? No, I didn't. No, okay. <laughs> Just thought I'd research. Is that, that I didn't even. Uh, the first time I've ever heard there's about stock, it. Stock, there's, that's all that there was in the town. So I thought you might have done it. What Newton Eyecliff was, was, was a, a really grim town. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, nothing happens in Newton Aycliffe. You're not even mentioned on the Wikipedia page. I'm surprised about that. They have, you know, they have noble people who lived and worked there. What, they in, yeah, in Newton they Aycliffe? They don't know you were there. I didn't live there. Well, but you worked there, didn't you? I worked there, That's yeah. enough for the Wikipedia people. I think someone famous did come from Newton Aycliffe. There were some. Do you know who it is? <laughs> Find out next week. <laughs> Who is it? There was someone. I did see a few names there, but I can't remember. Who All right. Was. I can't remember. Does Mark Gattis ring a bell? Oh, is he from there? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. He's from Newton Aycliffe, yeah. the shittiest town in Britain. <laughs> so it's, it's not really. No, it's a, just a little new town. Yeah, it's not. Middlesbrough's the shittiest town in Britain. Well, yeah. Yeah, but it's, uh, imagine Middlesbrough on a smaller scale. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's go. I'll ask you an emergency question. There's some stuff I wanted to ask you about your... Emergency youth. question. Emergency question. I feel like I've floundered. Because I've, I've been poked in the eye by my daughter. And I had the, on Thursday night I had 90 minutes sleep. Uh, so, for some reason. Uh, why do we have frozen peas? Is That's one of my new emergency questions. Why... <laughs> Why, why do, we, do have, we have frozen peas? Yeah, why do we peas? have frozen peas? My wife I'm a massive it. fan of frozen peas. I'm also a massive fan of fresh peas. Wow, but, that's... Now, TV really snacks. Yeah. All right? Evening TV snacks. I have celery and hummus. Anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> it, the, um, the Does anyone... A... Answer, anyone do celery and hummus for an evening... T- yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised... Coronation Street with celery and hummus is my greatest pleasure. Do you know, you know the you, you know YouGov. They have a web page where they have like comedians and things, and and, yeah. and they have no, they do a typical fan of those of those things. And my typical fan on YouGov, uh, their favourite food is hummus. So we've just proven that I I've, I don't have any fans in right. tonight. Or that is who YouGov who likes hummus? Unbelievable. Who likes hummus? But who's it? Yeah, who's it's quite popular, food? isn't it? Whose who favourite food is hummus? Just hummus with on his own. No one. <laughs> <laughs> you put celery with it, that doesn't count. I'll have hummus with any, I'll put hummus on anything. But would you eat just hummus? Yeah. Would you I, just honestly, I, every day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I'm not kidding. Hummus, celery, but anyway, mm. so yeah, peas, yeah. that's our TV snack now. Mm. In the past, it has been a bowl of fresh garden peas. That's nice. And a magnum. <laughs> and I'm not kidding there either. No. That's what it would be. When you've had your, you've, you have your magnum and then you settle things down and then you have your peas. <laughs> your peas after the magnum. But Surely peas are the main course and the magnum's the pudding. Peas after. It's got to always wow. be the peas later. Aren't they affected by the ice cream and chocolate taste in your mouth? No, you do, you, you do your magnum. Yeah. This is, I'm going way back in time now. <laughs> TV snacks a long time ago. Yeah. But anyway, no, peas. I love peas. Fresh peas. Yeah. But, um, but frozen, why are they frozen, frozen peas? Why do we only have... We, that's the only main vegetable that you mainly eat frozen. And you should eat frozen peas as a snack. Yeah, they're they better. But they, 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 they never end up as crisp as the fresh peas. Eat them frozen. No, they're never as good. I've had it. Don't worry. I've done it. I've done it yeah. many a time. Why don't the other vegetables get, you know, you either have fresh vegetables or, you know, that's the weird... You can use a frozen vegetable as a lolly yeah. for a child. Yeah. And it does work. Bro- frozen broccoli to a little child is a lolly. Yeah. 
<laughs> and, it, and it works. You'll know this. I'll try it. You'll find this out in about two years' time. <laughs> right. That Yes, it does work. Yeah. They're stupid, aren't they, children? What's the worst thing your, one of your children's done to you? My child poked me in the eye and it hurt for... The, the first time she did it, it hurt for, like, three days. It's because they've got very sharp little nails, haven't they? So they go in yeah. and they kind I've of... I've had that as well. I've had a... Um, yeah, I, my eye ripped open by my children. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> and the last time was a couple of weeks ago by was my it? 23-year-old. Wow. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask you another emergency question. That was a new emergency question. I like the uh, question about thank... peas. Yeah, it's a good question. Why, though? Why do we only have frozen peas? And... What do you mean, why do we only <laughs> have... We don't have... <laughs> only have frozen peas. only frozen... My wife asked me, and it's a good question, because there are other frozen peas. If you're going to Waitrose, you can get fresh peas. You can, but we usually... You usually don't have fresh peas, and you usually do have fresh everything. I don't. I have fresh peas. Yeah, I like the fresh you, peas. You live in a different world to most I, of these uh, people. Uh, you're going you're back to hummus this. and magnums. Now, here's an interesting thing. When you have your... You settle down. What I, this is my evening. <laughs> Coronation Street. Doubler. Best night of the week. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll, if there's a nice drama on, I'll, I'll have that. But uh, all the time, I've got my celery and hummus. Yeah. And then at about 10.30, we make a cup of chamomile. Yeah, it's nice. Because we go to bed at 11. <laughs> I'm giving far too much away here. <laughs> but I get up to get, make the chamomile... And now all of a sudden, there's the biggest fart you've ever... And it's the, the fibre from the celery and the hummus yeah. builds up like some kind of time bomb. <laughs> and at 10.30, yeah. if, if you put a, some sort of camera in our house, yeah. some, some kind of camera... <laughs> It's like the klaxon of a factory going And I'm telling you, it's off. not just me. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's time for bed. It's fascinating. Yeah. It gets bigger and more brutal. <laughs> when we go up to brush our teeth, yeah. there's a terrible... Like, <laughs> Ferrari. Yeah. Maybe you should stop eating celery with hummus. <laughs> that might be the... No, because we don't mind. No. Because we're linked... Uh, have you ever seen a ghost? Yeah. What, what? Tell me about that. I think I have. When um, I used to be in uh, a band in the seventies, and we used to rehearse in a um, in a, a, a it was an old woodworking shop, which okay. was ancient. Yeah. That, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Ghosts aren't always ancient. But we we there was. It was terrible. We'd be rehearsing, and then uh, all of a sudden, a plank of wood flew off this table. It was, and I'm not kidding. I don't believe in ghosts, but yeah. this happened. This is weird. It flew off, and we ran outside, and a big egg-shaped ball thing came out in front of our my very eyes. <laughs> and then we went to the pub, yeah. and we all saw it, and the other two. It was a trio. The other two, <laughs> we were like cream. <laughs> so I was the bass player, I'm Jack Bruce. So Ginger Baker and Eric Clapton ran yeah. out. I went, 
you won't fucking believe what we just saw. We saw a spectre. It, it, it emerged and flew through the air. And I was kind of cool about it. But I did see it. Yeah. What do you think it was? Gas. Had <laughs> <laughs> you been eating a lot of... Uh, Celery and hummus. <laughs> that could have been where it started, Just where like it stemmed spark. from. A spark went up. I, come to think of it, that was a time I was very keen on asparagus. <laughs> so let's get back to the, the proper questions. Those were not proper questions, those were just to distract you. Uh, I'd like to know about the Fashionable Five, because uh, you were, was this a group of friends who just did... Well, we were um, in, in uh, the time of... I was in... The t- well, let me just take you back Please to see. when I was in the, in the band when yeah. we saw The Ghost. Yeah, that's what I was. That was um, a band that we used, to, we used to play music that sounded a bit like King Crimson. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, punk rock turned up, so I got very excited about that. And uh, so I left all that behind, and we were the only punk rockers in town. <laughs> and it was like a new emergence of great feeling. It was it was about clothes and art and everything, yeah. and not about music. And I thought this is this is what the youth should be about. So I was sixteen, seventeen. And it was all, and so we had this group, a gang of us called the Fashionable Five. We also used to wear um, yellow jumpers and black trousers and, and make bad. It was just an art group. Yeah, yeah. You did, um, what's the thing about ter- Terry? It says on Wikipedia that you followed a Terry Scott lookalike around. Yeah, well, it was all about having fun, yeah. really. So there was a bloke who looked like <laughs> Terry Scott. Yeah. In Darlington, and we followed him around in a single file, you know, you know, uniforms. <laughs> and was he in on it, or was he? We just he, he he knew we were after I don't know about five or six weeks. <laughs> he kind of got it, yeah, and said, "Will you stop following me around?" <laughs> were you shouting Terry Scott based things at him to make or talking about? No, Curly just following him <laughs> silently. He used to advertise Curly Whirlies. Do you remember Terry Scott advertising Curly Whirlies? No. Oh. <laughs> I have to think of him. I think about him every time I eat a Curly Whirly, which is more often than you would imagine. But did you not do things like that when you were a youth? Um, I did not exactly. We did... Um, I've mentioned this before, but Don Estelle, the real one, not a lookalike, came to Woolworths in Western Supermare, and we went up and pretended to be excited um, in a sarcastic way, and then he flicked the visa us. Was he selling um, cassettes for 50p? Yeah. Yeah. He did it in Lewisham. He did it everywhere. (laughs) It's sort of tragic. We have talked about this. I've talked about this quite a lot, but he he did travel around the country to Woolworths selling cassettes out of the bag right around the country. That's nice. Dressed in his pith helmet. Yeah. It's nice, though, isn't it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible, terrible thing. Look at that. Uh, Look at that. So what have you done? You, this, you were mentioning this backstage, you've injured yourself. I jumped over a fire. Yeah. A bonfire. <laughs> and uh, I missed it. <laughs> Don't jump over fires. Yeah, there's a point where you have to stop. How big was the fire? It was quite big, it was quite high. You're lucky to have come away with just a mile. I know, I never jump over... Don't do it. Yeah. I used to do it a lot. <laughs> I used to blow fire, you know. Did you? 
Yeah, you know, you take some petrol in. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. It's yeah, not as good without the actual fire, is it? <laughs> Don't work without the fire, but I used to, And uh, when I was a kid, I used to do um, beck jumping. We used to jump over the becks. OK, what is a beck? A river, think? small yeah. river, fire jumping. That was when I was young. Yeah. I've but walked I, on fire. That's, you can do that. Yeah, I've, I've done, done that. Yeah, I mean, it's easy, yeah. I don't mind doing that now and then. But if you fall over into it, then that will hurt you. I was at... Um, a part, Jeff Beck's party on right. Saturday and uh, there was a fire and I thought I can jump over that and yeah. I couldn't. <laughs> Did you try and jump over Jeff Beck as well though? That's talking about Beck jumping to fire <laughs> That's the problem. Try but and do I, no, don't do it. No. Well, it's you can't, no, I, yeah, no, I'm going to say do it, yeah, have a crack have a at it. it. Yo, have a go at it. What's the worst thing? If you, you fall in, you end up burning your arms. How badly burnt are you? Is that Pretty badly <laughs> burnt, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably don't do it. If you're over 50, don't do it. Is that, would that be well, the... I don't know. I mean, no, it was just I tripped over a log and mis- misjudged it. <laughs> be a sad way to die. I, I sort of worry about dying in a, in a pathetic or stupid way. That's kind of a sad way to die, tripping... Vic Reeves today was killed falling into a fire. I mean, I've been, I've been laugh, acci- I'm accident prone yeah. throughout my entire life yeah. because of doing stupid things, yeah. mainly. But you're still here at the moment. So far, no Rahulastapa <laughs> guest has died. So far. <laughs> Bob's the closest we've had. So far. And well, this you year, know, this you might be nearer than you think. <laughs> This year, so yeah, I think it could be if you want your guest on this show, you become immortal. That could be the case because you'd think when all the celebrities who've died, it's kind of spooky. I've been so close to death recently. I just, you, yeah, yeah I, was, I came off my bike and went under a tractor the other day, and it, was, it really scraped my arse up. See, I think I think any way that you, if you die in an accident, it's going to be, be just be, it's the, going to be dramatic. Vic Reeves today died falling off yeah. his bike in front of a tractor. People will laugh at that because of all the... Whilst he was trying to jump over a fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, it's, you know, that's, it's going to be different. You're, you're going to have to die as an old man in your bed. Otherwise, people will No, I, that bed. is never going to happen. No. <laughs> well, don't die. Uh, no, all right, I'll try and keep that, <laughs> keep that at bay. For yeah. Me. Don't get that. In, in, I, I was listening to you on Desert Island Discs with Sue Lawley. Do you remember doing that? Yes. I felt Sue Lawley didn't particularly care for you. Would, Do you know what? You I, there's a book that is Desert. My son Louis is 18, yeah. and he at school when he was at, a couple of years ago, they did Desert Island Discs, and his teacher played my Desert <laughs> Island <laughs> yeah. Discs. Yeah. And there's a book out and. Mine isn't in it, <laughs> and I want to know why because it was, it, it was very honest. It was honest. It was good. I thought she did. You not pick up that she was kind of. I thought she was a bit sneery and superior to you. She seemed to like you right at the end, but she was like, oh, did, did, did people find that? I think funny? she thought I was trying to be poncy, but right. I wasn't. No, I thought she was poncy. I like Henry Cow. Yeah, I like some very complicated and weird. Jazz stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's all right, isn't it? It is all right. Well, that's the point of the program. It's better so than... So I said to her, <laughs> fuck you, Lolly. <laughs> <laughs> and she, maybe that's what she that took offence to. That might be why you're not in the book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, if you if you got a, a list of five celebrities, with me and my wife, I have a list of five celebrities I'm allowed to have sex with. If I <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, and she's she has one in turn. If you what? Well, if I were to meet them and they agreed to have sex with me, I, I've always had trouble with this. Yeah, um, it would um, because I can't. I really don't find that many people that attractive. Really? Okay. Um, I would say. Can I go into the past? Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, Sylvia Sims, when you oh, know, yeah. she was young, yeah. and not now. <laughs> very Claire ageist. Bloom, it's when right she was young, ageist. and not now. Yeah. <laughs> I like... Um, I'm main, mine are mainly CBeebies-based now, because I, <laughs> I, spend, I spend all my... You know, wait until you hear... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, but but not re- be careful where you go. No, it's all right. It's the, they're all adults or puppets. So it's all right. <laughs> I've, I've mentioned this, but I've mentioned Vanella from Furchester Hotel, who's an Bingo. Adult, adult puppet. Someone else. Oh, it's Topsy and Tim's mum. I like. She's nice. And my new one, who I'm kind of obsessed with, is uh, Rebecca, who's one of the uh, the hosts of. CBBS, but is also in a show called Let's Play, where she dresses up in lots of costumes. <sighs> I tell you, I am considering if Rebecca is if Re- if Rebecca is listening or watching, I will happily leave my wife and daughter. And I, it's, it'd be I'd be it'd be weird because it's because I watched your show with my daughter. I'm not weird, so it'd be weird to go. I'm have to leave that family behind. But blimey, man. yeah. <sighs> I'll leave that there. <laughs> so they're, they're on the list now. She's a new one. don't think my wife minds. I don't, I don't think my wife... Does she mind? I don't, she what does what is, your wife, is your wife's... My wife chooses people like, uh, who just look like me anyway. So she's, well, you have these Sawyer. conversations. Yeah, yeah. She, she, Sawyer from Lost, exactly. Why go for Sawyer from Lost? <laughs> who? Did, who? That's exactly... Sawyer from Lost. He's, in, he's kind of a chiselled guy. She likes uh, that guy from uh, The Walking Dead... Which you know, you know the guy. I mean, not the not the teacher, not the egg, Daryl. That's right. Yeah, so you knew, I knew you'd know, mate. That's who's who's Daryl from Daryl? He's kind of you know, he's a sort. He looks like me, doesn't he? He's exactly like me, <laughs> slightly less fit than I am. So you know, she's wasting her time doing that. But I, I just worry she's just thinking about them when she's with me. That's that's why because I'm so like them. Um, you're a fan of Unshan Andalus by Louis Bunuel. No, I am. Yes. Yeah. How do you know that? Well, because I've researched it very thoroughly, and I th- th- that film I saw when I was four years old. So it's, that is very much in that's <laughs> very much in my psyche because I saw twice the clip where he's chasing around and then he grabs her. You saw it when you were. I saw it when I was a little kid. It was on like open it's, university. It's more than like you know, large door and Jean Andalou. Yeah, I like. But what I like is the comedy element right. of that. Yeah. You know, when it, the, the Spanish bloke's trying to get hold of the, the Andalusian and he's trying to grab him. Yeah. Has anyone ever seen these films? It's, it's, un, it's unlikely. There's a, there's a bit... They were made in, like, in 1923. Yeah. Salvador Dali was involved in some Yeah. yeah. Luis Buñuel. Yeah, Luis Buñuel. Yeah. But you, you shouldn't really show them to four-year-olds because it's yeah. affected my psyche. I don't think there's no point in talking about it. Do you know there's, there's, a, there's a really good... Um, Channel called Talking. Is it called Talking Pictures? Anyone know that? Go ahead, the car, blow a minute. This audience, my audience has really got much thicker, I have to say. 
or just people in the UK have got thicker. I think that's probably the case. Because in the early series, we'd be talking about this and people go, oh, yeah. Watch what I do. do. Watch this. It's really controversial. (laughs) Is that controversial now? Let's not say what it is so the people in the audio are really freaked out. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But, What's so your favourite film of all time? Of all time. I See, I just like... Uh, well, Spinal Tap, I think, is my favourite. I like comedy films, so Spinal Tap and Life of Brian. What about you? you, do you like, are you all into more arts? If you like Coronation Street... And... I do, and I, I love Coronation yeah. Street. And so my favourite film of all time is Saturday Night and Sunday Morning. OK. Or it Always Rains on Sunday... And you don't get films like that yeah. now. Oh, an awful thing to say, isn't it? <laughs> I tell you, what I went to see the other day. Um, that um, what's it called? Independence Day. Oh yeah. <laughs> what a stinker! <laughs> it's ripe. Yeah. Well, it's absolutely them... rotten. Yeah. The final line that he says is. We're going to kick your ass. No, aliens, we're going to kick your ass. Yeah. The aliens say, we don't That's have asses. We, we don't have asses, we're aliens. <laughs> we, excrete, we excrete blocks through our armpits. It's terrible. <laughs> so, I, no, I like films like Saturday Night, Sunday well, Morning. All films are just that, you know, mainly action and, and superheroes now. I'm not it? that bothered about action. No. I like really dreary films. <laughs> <laughs> films where, where families have a bit of trouble. <laughs> Spring and port wine. <laughs> Get in. Loneliness of the Lost. Does anyone know Spring and port wine? Yeah, Get one bloke. Exactly! <laughs> Isn't it? Is it now? <laughs> Eat your kipper. You don't leave this table till you finish that kipper. <laughs> That's a fit. You're right. That is better than I'm going to yeah. kick your ass. Don't let the bastards grind you down. <laughs> what? That's not. It's from Saturday night, Sunday morning. <laughs> the classic line. Thank you. <laughs> it's from porridge. It's all falling apart. I tell you, Jim, it's a terrible, a terrible world. Uh, <laughs> you kind of went to art school, but you didn't really, you weren't, didn't get into art school, but you went anyway. I did go. I went to art school. I went to um, Whitechapel. Oh, did you? Yes, okay. And then I, um, when I left, I'd done a, quite a lot of shows. Yeah. And um, I tried to get into Goldsmiths, and oh. they wouldn't let me in. They said you've done too much. Right. So I just went anyway. It's kind of weird that more people don't I do that. I signed on and went yeah. to art school. Because they don't check, do they, that you're... Well, if people are going to lectures, they don't generally take it. No, register. I was just in there. I just went. I thought, I want to do it, and no-one's going to fucking stop me. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. That's a good... If you can't get in somewhere, just go anyway. It's quite... I'm pretty sure Tim Key did something more or less similar. Tim Key wasn't really uh, at Cambridge, but he just went and joined in all the, all the stuff and got in the Cambridge Footlights. Why don't more people do that? That was—it's a much cleverer way of doing it. Yeah, it? it is, and I learned all the stuff I wanted to know because I just yeah. wanted to know. 
So, you, I mean, your art is almost... You sort of, I've seen you quote saying the art's more important to you or that everything, all your comedy is sort of art as well. It is art. Yeah. That's all I did. When I left art school, I went and did the Big Night Out, which I thought was just a really a performance piece like Gilbert and George. Yeah. And that's all it was. But, but it, I mean, it is. I mean, it's sort and of it is, still is. Well, it, but it is. I mean, it's, I think that's interesting that a lot of comedy... Well, more the more, and especially a lot of the kind of eighties comedy, which you were, I knew you were doing your own thing in with with the with the uh, down in Deptford and everything, weren't you really? But there was a lot of acts in the eighties who were doing really bizarre things, like melting ice for that. There was a guy called the Ice Man who just lay on a big block of ice until it melted. Yeah, but we weren't doing comedy. I didn't know anything about comedy. No. I was just doing. I just did a, what we did when we did the big night out was just do. Um, my representation of what I thought television should look like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that... Stuff like that doesn't get on anymore. I mean, it's, it is really interesting that someone with... A, I think both the stuff you do with Bob, is, it's a very individual vision and like that, that comes from you. When you were telling me backstage at Big Night Out, you didn't even tell the producer or the director what was happening. You just said, Put, point the cameras over there. Yeah, we said... <laughs> and they we, didn't know what was going to happen. No, we, we were really quite strict about it. <laughs> we said, you don't know what we're doing. You point the cameras. We're going to be here. here. We'd never do any um, rehearsal or anything. Yeah. And so this is what's going to happen. You're just going to have to catch us. <laughs> Like You'd never get away with it nowadays. No, it but we've just got commissioned um, to do a sketch show next year for the BBC. And I said, that's what I want to do again. And I kind of still think it's a piece of art. If I, you know, if I say, we're going to do a, a show on this stage here, yeah. you're going to have to catch it. <laughs> Well, you need good cameramen. Don't don't employ any of these guys. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, it's interesting. You're basically, essentially, doing big night out again now. Is that the? Is I that think the plan? That we're doing something like that. Yeah, because yeah. they want to. The BBC want to do a, um, a sketch show, and we went for a meeting this afternoon. And I think, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, Cause that's what I like doing. I, mean, I like the natural element of it as well. Well, you don't really know. What's going to happen? Yeah. And also the making it up on on the spot yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> well, it's exciting. And I think it's, we had David Cross on last week who did a sketch. David for, Cross, who was the violinist in King Crimson. It is him, yeah. <laughs> and uh, people didn't really know who he was, mainly. It's weird. Uh, he did a show called Mr. Show when he was a younger guy. And then they've, they've, he's done a show with Netflix with the Bob Odenkirk and... It's kind of interesting to go back to sketches as a, a more middle-aged man, do you think, or middle-aged performer? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I know you've sort of been doing I, stuff I, all the way through, but... I've got little notebooks, and I write down sketches, which yeah. may be four seconds, all day long. I wrote one down last night okay. for my kids. I thought they might be interested in this. And uh, so it's a... Um, what do you call it? A lumberjack? And he goes... Tim Burton! <laughs> and he chops the tray down and yeah. Tim Burton's behind him, behind the tray. <laughs> Which is a four-second sketch. <laughs> so there's always time for little sketches like that. Yeah. But it's good to still be coming up with this stuff, you know, I think it's... It's I've, every day. Yeah. I've got... I've got notebooks. I was looking at my notebooks the other day, and there's part that it's like 
piles and piles of them, full of absolute dregs. But some. <laughs> what do you think the hit rate is between? Because I mean, a lot of your stuff, they, it, it, people I think sometimes look at surreal comedy and think, oh, that's easy, that's just the same. But it's not surreal. Picture. Well, but you know, that kind of that kind of thing. I know it isn't exactly, but, and, and I, I think they're incorrect because it's actually harder to do it, I think, to do it properly because it isn't just about picking two things and putting them together. It's, it's cleverer than that, right? Well, surreal suggests that it's dreamlike. Yeah. It's like metaphysical, isn't it? And, and, and it's not. It's what we do is just. You know what I'm talking about. It's, <laughs> you know, well, it's not surreal. That's just an easy way out. No, of course. But so, I mean, that's, what, that's how people describe it, and, and incorrectly. And I think, they're, I think some people are dismissive of that as that, well. That Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah. That's not surreal, is it? No. That's just a play on words. And a vision. Uh, but it, so it's a surreal it vision. Takes... You chop a tree down <laughs> and Tim Burton's behind it. Yeah. But it's not, you know... But it takes a certain brain to... You know, that's that's something... just so stupid. Well, yeah. I'm saying, no, it is artistic and it's interesting, and, but it's, there's a vision... Well, you know, I was talking to Bob about this as well, but a lot of your, the sketches you've done together with Bob just have these intricate details of stupid little things on shoulders and heads that you only don't... You know, beards that are oddly shaped or whatever. Yeah. You don't notice the first time you look at them. I think it's very important visually. Yeah. Everything's got to be visually right. Yeah. Because your first laugh you're going to get is visually. Yeah. Before you get any of, any funny lines. So you've got to have a funny-looking character. Yeah. That's well, a really moronic thing to say, <laughs> isn't it? But also, that's something you can't, you know... You've got to have that naturally. I think a lot of the pictures I see of you, you just see a picture of you and you laugh at it because it's you dressed in a skin-tight leotard with a, well, you know, whatever's going on, sitting on a unicorn or whatever. The fact is, you are funny, whereas if I did it, I don't think it would be that funny. Well, I don't know. Well. <laughs> I've seen you, you. You were doing this, you know, in the early <laughs> 90s, you yeah. and Stuart were doing similar kind of things, weren't you? I suppose, but it's, but I think a lot of it is... It's a very... What vicious... were you? You were like... The, the idiot, and he was the, the clever bloke. We were both kind of idiots, but uh, yeah, I was the very idiotic. Yeah. So it's when, the same with Bob and me. Yeah. He's an idiot, and I'm a bit more idiotic. <laughs> but there's a. Pre- I mean, the Vic, the Vic Reeves character is a, a, a character. Do you know what? It's a nice thing to do that, isn't it? Because you don't get it now. They're all clever. <laughs> no one's prepared to be the idiot. Who will be prepared to. Be the moron <laughs> in this, in this duo. <laughs> you and Stuart yeah. said, we'll both be the morons. <laughs> and so did Bob and yeah. me. Yeah, well, I, you know, but I think that's, I think you don't care about how people view you, so you don't, you, I think you were saying to, <laughs> well, you were saying to Sue Lawley, the laugh is the important, you don't care if people are laughing at you or with you or whatever. As yeah, long I don't as care, no. So, and I think that's the, you know, that's a, that's a true comedic... That's a clown within you, isn't it? And that's, that's your clown. Is, yeah. It's all getting very deep now, it isn't is, it? It is, yeah, yeah. I like it. Why did you bury an, an Austin A40 Somerset in your garden? Because um, I did a... Uh, the, there was a documentary done about... In 1992, there was a documentary about us. And um, they said, we want something to hinge it on. And I said, well, I've always, this car has really pissed me off. <laughs> and I'd really like to bury it in a field. Right. So, is that a possibility? <laughs> and they did it. And the driver, who had the digger, 
I thought there was a driver in the car. I see, that's a, that was a bad part for someone. <laughs> it was about, I don't know, nine or ten in the morning. Right. And, he, and his breakfast was eight cans of lager. <laughs> He's dead now. <laughs> and are you ever going to dig the car? Is the, the car stay where it is? Is it in no, the garden or is it in the field? It's, I sold my house. It was at the bottom of a big field, right. 27 acres. Right. Big field. It was right down the bottom. I sold the house to um, Lily Savage. Did you? Paul O'Grady. Yeah. You might know him as now. <laughs> and um, he, <laughs> he apparently has covered the whole thing up with turf. Right. So you cut, there's no evidence of it at all. Oh, so it was sticking out. The front bonnet of, of it was sticking out. <laughs> That was I, I was trying to make a, a statement like it was this is you know like a, a new monolith, right? Okay. And he's covered it up so no one can because he didn't like people looking at it. <laughs> you can't. You know, that's, if you, it's like when you Wanker. leave your pet, pets buried. <laughs> you can't if you've left buried your pets in the garden. You can't ask the person next person to respect that. It's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, why things. bother covering that up? It was it was a. A striking piece. Of... It seems a shame. I yeah. thought I would have thought he would like that. You lived in Tom Baker's house as well, didn't you? I bought. A, yeah. Well, I was doing um, uh, when we were filming Randall and Opkirk. I was. I spent a long time working with Tom. Right. And a long time in a blue screen studio. Green. You call it green screen now, but it was blue <laughs> screen then. But two hundred. 40 degrees, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was hot. And I'm stuck in this green screen studio with Tom for like three weeks. We've, we've filmed a lot of other stuff, but and, and we'd, he lived quite near me, so we'd come home at night and he said, he said, Jim, why don't you come home? Sue will make you a lovely supper. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so I'd go home with him, because he yeah. lived about a mile away from me, and he'd organise... This is at, like, half, ten, eleven at night, a full three-course meal. (laughs) Sue's a marvellous cook, isn't she? (laughs) And and so, anyway, I ended up buying Tom's house. (laughs) Do you think he was buttering you up to say, if we could bring him round enough and make him eat enough food, and he ended up buying the house? But it was it was an old schoolhouse, and next to it was a graveyard, and he had a a graveyard. He said, "Said Jim, come and look at this. This is my grave." (laughs) And it was it was it was a grave that said Tom Baker. (laughs) What was it? Nineteen twenty-eight. Whenever he was born, two, and I said. But you haven't got the 19 on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's kept going. Anyway, this was... Um, but, yes, this was in 1998. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, so I bought his house so Have you got him. the gravestone as well? Or does he take that with no, him? No, then I moved back to the house that I lived in before. <laughs> okay. I got rid of it. Oh. And Tom went off to Toulouse to live in Toulouse. Did he? Tom Baker. And, like... I used to be wandering around Ashford, and you'd go, you'd go to Sainsbury's, and at, at the other side of right at the other side of Sainsbury's, the far side, you said, "What sort of cheese is that?" <laughs> and you'd hear it from Martha. Oh, fucking hell, Tom's in here. I'm clearing off. 
he came out of my house once, and uh, this is before I moved into his house. He was in my house, and it was a house I had before, and it was, I was just getting it done up. And there was a, the, front, the front room was a mess. And he came in and he said, Jim, that room looks like my mind. <laughs> He's very extraordinary. He's, he's still cr- cracking on. It's amazing. We worked with him in um, our first, one of our first radio shows was Lionel Nimrod's Inexplicable World, and he played Lionel Nimrod, which was mainly a voiceover part. But in the last episode, he came into the studio. It was in the Paris studios before it got uh, turned into I think it's a swimming pool now down there. Uh, but it was this beautiful old studios, and I just remember him. We're sitting in this lovely dressing room with the Paris studios, and uh, and our producer came in. who was quite a, a, a sort of twenty-five-year-old woman, but quite a forthright and, you know, feminist uh, and strong producer. And he said, look at her coming here with her tits all sticking out. (laughs) And she just had to pretend she hadn't heard him, basically. I could tell you worse stories (laughs) than that. (laughs) (laughs) Sticking her tits out, this was in... Yeah. Lovely man. So, uh... (laughs) He's the best Doctor Who. He is definitely the best. He's, he's, a, he's a good friend of mine, and he's uh, yeah, he's, his stories. Of, if you could only tell them, <laughs> <laughs> they mainly. I mean, he comes up with them yeah. like you wouldn't believe. Like you, th- he's, I, I, I don't know if there's any I could tell. <laughs> Tr- holes in trees, ex-girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's not. Uh, um, okay, I've got some. Uh, I've got some uh, emergency questions now. We'll go for some newer ones as well. Uh, this is. I've been. I've nicked some questions off the internet because so many people nick my questions that I've decided to nick some back. Uh, Ali's uh, randomage asks, "Have you ever flown a kite?" No, I haven't. Oh, no, well, that's interesting. That t- tells us a lot about the kind of person you are. <laughs> if you could jump into a pool of something, what would it be? Um, I like soft stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so think, not you know, jagged can, can you glass. really? Can you get primula? A lot of primula <laughs> going on there. Yeah. We can do that for you. I could do, that's just about the right kind of texture do you think? that I would en, endeavour to leap into. <laughs> do you worry about getting stuck in that kind of... Te- do you think it's... What do you mean? Well, would quite, it suck me quite in? Solid, it's solid-ish, isn't it? No, maybe not. Do you, I don't know. I mean, it if, would suck you in like a... Like a like do you, do you think you'd get sucked off by the... <laughs> I think you might get sucked off by the primula to another dimension. Uh, okay, I'll ask you another emergency question. Should penis transplants be allowed? Should what? Should penis transplants be allowed? They can transplant penises now, and should that be allowed? Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd enjoy one from a baboon. <laughs> I've heard the very long and slender. <laughs> and actually a pig's penis. Yeah, it's, it's curling. It's got the curl on it. Yeah. I used to, when I was a, a youth... I went yeah. to work on a pig farm, and oh, yeah. my, one of my jobs was to um, encourage the boar. <laughs> so I would have to get on the back of a 
sow and sit in the back <laughs> and go like that. And if if she didn't move, yeah. I would um, introduce the boar whose curly penis. Yeah. Which like very much like a, a corkscrew. This is where people got the idea for a corkscrew from. <laughs> do you know baboons do um, when they're having sex? Yeah. When they reach a climax. Yeah. Very, very shy about this. They they <laughs> do a very human like sigh. Right. <laughs> I, was, I was in I was in South Africa on. A, on a game reserve, yeah. and the, 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 he's got, he's got, you see them baboons? He says, when, when, when they come, they, they do it, it really sounds like a human. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard it, and I didn't stop laughing for an hour. <laughs> it's the funniest thing you've ever heard in your life. I'll look out for that. Uh, <laughs> you, you might not know. You might have had, you know, if you they come in from behind, you might think I've <laughs> had sex with a human, and it turns out it's a baboon. Uh, this is a new one. Have you ever been attacked by an animal? Um. Uh, no. No. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. <laughs> have you ever been in the vicinity of a Bigfoot? But not seen it, but yeah, but but sensed it there watching. You know, I be- my belief, and I watch all the bi- the Bigfoot shows. Yeah, when there's nothing left on television, yeah, I immediately go to Nat Geo okay. or you know one of the looking for the Bigfoot shows. Yeah, and I think they're probably just big some hillbillies. <laughs> Are they not? Well, Big Ariel bullies. The, Tony Law, the only coherent thing I got out of him for, <laughs> was that they're bears. They're just bears and they look... Because they stand on the... I've, and I saw a picture of a bear this week standing on its uh, hind legs and it walks well, around. We were, um, I was um, in Los Angeles in 1992 with Bob and the Wonder Stuff. And yep. we went off to Grand, the Grand Canyon. We went up through Phoenix and we stopped... For a piss stop. Yep. And it was in the middle. You know, you know, you get those big sprouts that of of earth that come out. You know, like in that you get in those countries. Yeah. <laughs> in Arizona. Yeah. Okay. You know those big things. We're right in the middle of that, and we all stopped for a slash. And there was this thing that went. <laughs> Do you think it was a Bigfoot? I don't know. What was it? I don't, I don't know if they have them in Arizona. <laughs> it went like that. Yeah. But this was not a bear, because it no. was out in the middle of nowhere. Was there a baboon and a jackal? I don't know. We, we called it the Grunter, and we went off to Phoenix and did drawings of it in a sports bar. I mean, that's, that's the closest we've got to a yes for that question. So I, I mean, I'm annoyed that I rephrased it. Uh, so, um, which, is the, which celebrity death in 2016 has hit you the hardest? Because there's been a lot of celebrity deaths this year. Was there? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Well, Deirdre Barlow, I suppose, but that was probably that, that, last that year, was wasn't last it? Last year, yeah. Can't yeah. have her. Um, and Kirkbridge. She wasn't. Kirkbride. Kirkbride, that's it, yeah. yeah. I don't know. How quickly we forget. Who's, uh, 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 I've been over the loads, actually. I keep on for, There have been so many. There's like, you forget, like Larry uh, Sanders, uh, Gary Shandling. Oh, I didn't know he was dead. Yeah, he died. That's, that, I'd forgotten, then I suddenly remembered, and I was really sad again. Uh, so there's like there's loads of uh, quite significant people. I don't know. I'm, I don't really keep account of them. No. <laughs> Is there any celebrities you would like to see die in 2016? <laughs> 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 no, I don't want to. It's, it's sad, isn't it? Yeah. I don't want to get into that. Some of them want. Some of them. Want to, who do I want to die? <laughs> We can, I can, I'm, I'm not going to say. <laughs> All right, I'll ask you this. This is more jolly question. If you had to go for a week's holiday with one of the puppets from Spitting Image, which would you choose, remembering that the puppet would choose the destination? From the Muppets? No, the, from the Spitting Image. What, a Spitting Image puppet? Do you know Muppets and Spitting Image? I've got like... the equal amount of vehemence. From, yeah. I don't like any of them. I can't stand it. was horrible. There's something, you know, I, you know when people say they don't like, they get a fear of clowns. Yeah. I think I might have a fear of, I don't believe that, by the way, but I have a kind of fear of shitty puppets. <laughs> and I don't, I've never liked the Muppets. No. I can't see any enjoyment there. What about when little Kermit's singing a song? Oh, fucking freaky. <laughs> Turned me. What about the Muppet Christmas Carol? That was good. It's horrible. <laughs> it's sinister. And the same thing with Spitting Image. I've never liked that. It's, ooh, it turns me off. Are there any puppets you like, or is it all puppets you don't like? I liked um, Thunderbirds and Captain Scarlet when I was a kid. If you had to go on holiday with one of the characters from Thunderbirds... Captain Black. <laughs> Captain Black. Yeah. I used to love I'd Captain I'd go with Scar- Captain Black on the Norfolk Broads. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd really fuck everyone up. Why, why do you like Captain Black the best? He's horrible. Yeah, I know. But he was great. He was the only... The rest of them were kind of insipid and a bit creepy. And like, ooh, look at me, Captain Scarlet. What about the girls? I'm Captain Blue. I'm gay, but you don't know it yet. <laughs> when you like the angels, whatever they were called in... The Captain... flying angels? Yeah. They were crap. <laughs> they were really insipid. Oh. I loved Captain Scarlet. It... Looking back at it, it's quite a poor idea for a thing, isn't it? Because he can't die. So every time he dies, you're going to go, yeah, he'll probably be all right. <laughs> he'll probably be OK. Um, look, we're, uh, we're coming towards the end, I think. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what time this, is it? It's, uh, oh, God, who knows? Oh, it's not that long. We've only been going an hour or so. Um, I've got a train to catch. What time's the train? Ten past nine. Oh, you'll be fine. Wait, what station's it going from? St Pancras. Yeah, you'll be fine. Um, you've, got the, you've got the same birthday as your dad and your granddad and the same name as both of them. Is that I true? have, yes. My, me, my dad and my granddad are all called Jim Moyer yeah. and we were all born on the 24th of January 1959. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You hatched in a pod together. Yeah, yeah. and... Um, <laughs> Also, I have the same birthday as Jules Holland 
and Ed Edmondson. And years and years ago, when we did the tube, we did a picture. It was, I don't know, 1986 or something. We did a picture of us all, because we all got the same birthday, in a photo booth in Newcastle where they used to film the tube. And that picture I sent to to Jules and Aid every year. No. It's an happy birthday. Look how we've aged. <laughs> but oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, me, me, dad, me, granddad, all the same birthday and all the same name. Do you feel you should have a son that is born on but that my day? My granddad, <laughs> my granddad was James Gatherer Smith Moyer. Oh, what about that for a name? It's a gatherer come from. I don't know. It's an odd gatherer. Gatherer. What did he do, your granddad? That sounds like he sounds like quite well. He was a, he was a, um, a printer. Was he? <laughs> I come from a very weird, strange background, though. That my 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 grandfather on my mum's side was um, he was the son of the a butler of. Let's say it's like. Um, Downton Abbey. Yeah. He was the son of the butler, the head butler there. Right. But he got run down and mowed down in an awesome cart by of the carriage by the, the, the Lord and Lady. Oh, and nearly killed. And they said to, it, uh, that, to his mum and dad, my great-great-grandparents, can we bring him up? So they did. Wow. And we so he killed him so He was brought up aristocratically. Oh, really? Yeah, and, um, and turned into an right arsehole. <laughs> he really did. My mum's told me. Right. He was a prick. <laughs> but really rich. But then lost all his money and... Um, That's annoying. Yeah. Because I think you've got you've got a little with a beard. You've got a little look of the uh, royal family from the the turn of the. Well, uh, this, the that's there. Century. You know, it's there. My grandfather used to have to leave. Get this. He used to have to leave a, a half a crown outside George the Fifth's bedroom when he was having it off <laughs> with one of the maids. A he told me that. Right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, George V having sex with the maids and they, they, he left them some money to give to the maid he used to say to um, to George V well, he no, used to have every to, time my granddad used to have to sing for the king as well right. <laughs> you could just be making all this up I'm not know, making so up I'll tell you I'm not making up I promise been in you in a car with Rose West yeah I've got all the pictures I've got all the photographs at home <laughs> to prove it yeah of George V and the sex, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're there with my granddad in the picture. Has he got a pile of coins? 20 pence piece. <laughs> it would be now. Yeah, that's... Yeah, when you think of it like that. <laughs> with inflation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, who knows by the time this goes out how much 20 p will be worth. Oh, what a terrible world. Uh, so, um... <laughs> On the other side... There was my mother's side, yeah. but they all came from America. Okay. They left Ireland and Scotland in, I don't know, the 17th century and went over to Boston. And then uh, 
ended up making a lot of money doing something with horses. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> but anyway, then they lost all the money yeah. and ended up in New Jersey. Now, Jersey City in um, about the early, early end of the last century and then came back over to England. Yeah. But my grandma is, is at a, 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 like a, a New York accent. Right. I'd, you know too much about your family. I'd, I'd really like to be on Who Do You Think You Are. Have you, done, you haven't done that, have you? Yeah, I did. I did, oh, did, I did, the, the, I did they did the, the pilot on me. Oh, did they? Yeah. Right. Because as, as you, you know, it's, it's fascinating <laughs> from all angles. <laughs> it is. Are you annoyed that they all lost all their money? Because that could have come down to... I suppose by the time it gets to that, it still dissipates, doesn't it? You know what? It's there. <laughs> 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 well, good. I think we're gonna. I think we should leave. I think we should leave it on that ending mag note, especially for the people listening at home who are now going. Shit, we've got to get to the left square theater and start digging, digging up the stage so if we can find their money. Must where, where did he point? What did he point? Uh, thanks so much for coming and uh, talking to me. It's been loads of fun, ladies and gentlemen. Vic Reeves, Jim Moyer. <laughs> Richard Herring's That's the Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Vic Reeves. The music is by Pest. Thank you to everyone at the Square Theatre, to everyone at the Go Faster Stripes, to everyone at the British Comedy Guides. My producer is Ben Walker. He's a fucking idiot. I can tell you that now. And it is a fuzz. Go Faster Stripe and uh, Sky Potato production. The sound uh, on this particular credit is by George the Incompetent. Thanks for listening. Go to richcharing.com. You can read my blog there. That's another free thing if you, don't, you haven't got enough free stuff. Uh, that's richcharing.com slash warming up. Um, I'll be doing various gigs in July, warming up for my new tour, which is called The Best. It's a best of show. Go to richcharing.com slash gigs and you can find out if I'm coming near you with that in 2016 and 2017. Uh, if you're listening after that time, go and look at richcharing.com slash gigs and you'll see what I'm doing now. I may be dead in which case there will be no gigs there if you're listening in the very, very distant future. Or maybe, you know, who knows what will come. Maybe, maybe I'm already dead. Who knows? Oh, no, I'm not. I'm alive at the moment. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.